You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, the podcast where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa, and I'm also the CEO and founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors, the PR firm that specializes in music tech and music innovation. And today we're going to bring one of our guests from the Music Tectonics conference. We had a really cool turnout from all over the world. In fact, we had a a bit of a trade mission come over from South Korea as part of uh, a, a group organized by COCA which are the folks behind the MUCON conference, which I actually keynoted at last year. And so we have this great collaboration uh, of coming together. And as part of that, they brought several uh, South Korean music tech startups. Some of them participated in our startup competition. Most of them did demonstrations and had booths at our conference. It was super cool. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Jay Kwan. He's the CEO of Labely. Hey, Jay, how are you today? Great. How are you, Dimitri? I'm great. It's so great to have you on Music Tectonics. So you're the CEO of Labely, L-A-E-E-B-L-Y. Let's kick off by just telling us what is Labely and what gave you the idea to start it. Labely is a music NFT marketplace where the musician and playlist creators can buy and sell the rights of music. Um, the reason why we start this is because there are a lot of music playlists on YouTube and they make a lot, millions of views. But people who make this playlist don't make any money from this playlist because they don't have any rights from any rights of music that listed in this playlist. So our question was, what if they can have their own rights of music? What if they can buy other musicians' rights? So, and then they list those musics into playlists and whenever those playlists get heard by the user of YouTube, they can make money. That's our, that, that was our assumption. And actually, it really worked well for the last few years. So, so if you are a playlist creator, you are actually buying the rights from the musician and then reselling the rights to listeners? Or how does Labely connect to the royalties? Uh, actually, that's a good question. Musicians... Um, it's only selling unpublished music catalog. Oh, I see. So you cannot find them from Spotify or Apple Music. You can only find them at Labely. So they they list it to sell on Labely, and the playlist creators buy it. And whenever they uh, buy and sell, we publish it to the music stores, Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. And Got so you. On. Okay. Like music stores. And as soon, whenever there's a, whenever the listeners listen to it, there's a royalty, and they share the revenue. Got it. Okay, so just so I understand, Jay, the playlist mm-hmm. creators will buy unpublished work to add to their playlists. That's right. And at the same time, uh, they're they're buying that through Labely. So Labely is like like an, uh, a marketplace where a playlist creator can find unpublished works buy them, and then you publish them and they add them to their playlists. That's perfect. Okay, I got it. You're, you're, better than, you're better than me. <laughs> oh, I just you. want to make sure that I understood it. And, and that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. It's really interesting. So it, are there that many playlist creators that are uh, interested in, in, in making an investment in songs and then recouping their investment by promoting them on their playlists? Mm, 
Well, in in terms of a number, there are about three hundred creators in Korea, um, but not all of them are interested. Of course, is that's the market. But people who are interested is they are really crazy about it because um, they're they, that's one of the motivation to to make those playlists, and and uh, they they are really into uh, dig the music that is not. Um, known by the listeners in the world. So as I told you there, we only have unpublished music, which can, which you cannot find it from nowhere else. So I think that's the thing that they really like about us. Yeah. Did you say there are 300 playlist creators in Korea? Is that what you said? Yes. Oh, and so a certain percentage of them are buying these unpublished works and then adding them to their playlists. True. Wow. Very interesting. So, and then how do fans get involved? Are, are, they, are they ever involved with purchasing these or are they solely listening to music? The way they involve us, probably most people, most companies do a promotion, but we do, we do it a little bit in a different way. We have a built-on MCN business, which is a multi-channel network. And we actually sign an exclusive contract with them so they are with us. So which I mean, it, 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 this means that the musician is a producer, and we have a prosumer, which is a playlist creators. So they use those musics, and they list it to their into their playlist. So that's how they they work with us, and that's how they are connected with us. And those who do not know about us yet, we we do send the cold emails and direct message, like a, like a Instagram. And as soon as they know, they can choose whether they buy music from Labely or they can sign a contract to um, to get an all access to our music catalog. Oh, I see. And then if they sign a contract, that's where the multi-channel network comes in. Right, that's true. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. Okay, so the musicians make money by selling unpublished work. The playlist creators or prosumers, as you call them, they make money from the royalties uh, from their playlists. And uh, and the and the fans get to discover new music. That's true. That's true. that's perfect okay. explanation. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah. So, how much traction do you have so far? Um, you know, uh, maybe how how many how many uh, playlist creators are using it, or how many how much royalties are generated? How many of these unpublished works are sold? How many plays are your songs getting? All that kind of stuff. So far, we have sold twelve thousand music NFT. Um, and now we are selling about 2,000 music catalog uh, as of now. Um, for the royalties, the accumulated royalty that we have accumulated, the royalty generated from those playlists is about a million dollars so far. Wow. And every, every month, there are $25,000 royalties are generate, generating by those playlist creators. And uh, the place creators creators who have signed with us is about is, is about twenty nine creators and they have two millions of subscribers on YouTube. But and they are all Koreans, but that's why the numbers are really not that big, but it's uh, it's about thirty percent of the whole the uh, subscribers for you place the channel on YouTube in Korea. Wow. How, that that's really interesting though, because it's it you, it doesn't take that many creators that many label creators to create that amount of income so you could see where it could really grow. Yeah, I think that's the, uh, that's the best part of a playlist because people, more people are starting to listen playlists on YouTube and that's, uh, that's why those 
um, the numbers can be made. I right. Think. Yeah. And and uh, and this is all happening through YouTube. That's the only platform, right? Um. Yes. For now. Yes. We are focusing on YouTube. We, we probably, but we are going to expand to uh, Spotify and other Korean music store as well. Gotcha. So just so I understand, um, you you mentioned that some of those royalties are generated from NFTs sold as well. Are the NFTs the 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 rights for the playlisters to use those songs, or is there a separate revenue that has NFTs involved? It's it's a separate. So basically, when the musician listed for sale, it's really cheap. Like uh, the cheapest one is about um, about five fifty dollar for one music catalog. But as soon as this playlist creator buy it and list it to their playlist, and then if if they're if they're if a play if this playlist makes uh for example a million view, then this music is not worth fifty dollar anymore. It's it's worth about like more than thousand dollars. So when the value of music goes up, then the creators resell it. And that's what that's where that's where we use NFT. I see. To, and so, do they resell it to other playlist creators, or then at that point they can sell it to fans too? Yeah, they, they can sell it to the fans too. So it's really up to them, or it's really up to users. Well, it's really interesting. It's like there's this utility inside the NFT of having the ability to a playlist it, develop royalties off of YouTube, but then also resell it back to somebody else once it increases in value. That's why we call the playlist creators as a prosumer. Yeah. They can actually add value to those musics that is not published yet by wh- playlisting them. And where does the name Labely come from? Is it sort of like record label, the word label? Yeah, I was I was actually trying to um, have a label, actually, the record label and LY, put, put the LY at the end. But somebody else was using it, so I tried to. I want. I really wanted this name, but yeah, this is, that was the only way I can use. So you rearranged the letters thing. a little bit. No problem. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Rearranged. It, it yeah. gives it a playful sound to it as well. So is Labely mm-hmm. only available in South Korea now? Yes, for now, unfortunately, yes, it's only available in South Korea. But the only, but the pilot service, like a pilot service, you can, you can you can you can try you can try, but it's really slow. And you cannot actually buy music, but you can still listen to those musics. Oh, and we are we are more than willing to expand to uh to other countries, of course. But our goal is uh, dominating Korean music playlist market first, and then goes and then goes to the overseas. Gotcha. Do you have plans to go to any particular countries next, or you still uh, you're still growing things in in Korea? Um, well, well, we believe the the biggest market for playlist is US, but there's no data yet. But uh, yeah, if if you ha- if you go to the uh, overseas, the US will be the first one. Okay, gotcha. So you came out to uh, LA to Santa Monica for the Music Tectonics Conference. I'm curious how that was for you. Uh, what was the best thing that you got out of being there? Well, it was a, such a really great um, conference as I learned about the music industry and I could meet the people who are in that music industry and um, they, uh, they actually could listen what how they think and how they work in the music industry. And that's the, that was the best, best of the best part because uh, cause, um, the, one, one thing I really 
gave gave me to the gave me the insight was the music is not competing music itself anymore. Music it is is competing against the game industry, a video industry, a short form industry, and that that was the really huge insight to me. And the, those this uh, music tectonics was the only opportunity for me to heard about those facts of mm. the music industry in the global side. So that was really good. And uh, it was a really great chance to listen how the music industry people think about our service lately in person. So, yeah. Yeah, I bet you got some interesting feedback because what you're doing sounds really unique. I haven't heard of anybody else doing this combination of uh, giving playlist creators a, a, a way to not only buy, but also to make money, to get revenue. Right. Yeah. Probably we are the only one. In fact, here in the United now. States, you know, a lot of the playlists that happen on Spotify and, and uh, a lot of the user-generated playlists have on Spotify. And I think it is challenging for them to earn income, even though they go through the work right. of curating things and so forth. There isn't a direct way for them to make income right. on Spotify. And so there's been a lot of conversations about, um, you know, is it okay to pay playlist creators to promote your songs, for example? Mm -hmm. But your model sidesteps that problem it it it, it totally yeah. changes it because uh they're not pay they're not paying they're not being paid to play music they're actually paying to play music but then they generate revenue by picking good songs that's yeah, that's right the thing is like we actually call our platform in the other way as well it's an online label platform because our playlist creators can be acting like a actual label they find the good music and they monetize with this music and they promote by their playlist. So, so our, one of our, one of our mission is like make everyone, um, the, uh, the, the, make everyone having a label. Jay, was there anything else that you got out of being at the music tectonics conference? Anything that w was helping you along the way with Labely? Okay. Um, one of our goal for attending Music Tech Toys was uh, being, becoming a music aggregator with uh, YouTube, TikTok, and, do, and those type of a platform. And we actually could have a chance to talk to the guy from YouTube. And I actually uh, went to the San Francisco after Music Tech Toys uh, to having a meeting with the YouTube. So it was a really kind of a bridge time for me between those uh, big, huge platform and our service. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, being in South Korea, it's probably hard to have those conversations to figure out how to distribute directly to YouTube. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really Sometimes hard. you have to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think that worked at the Music Tectonics. Oh, excellent. I'm so glad to hear that. It was such a big trip, such a big investment of time and resources for you to come over. And actually, you came over as Definitely. part of a trip organized by COCA, the Korea Creative Content Agency, and MUCON, the, the great music industry conference where I spoke last year. What's it like working with them? And, and why are they so interested in music tech and specifically connecting with the United States market? Um, well, the, what is it working with them? Well, they are always a supportive they are always looking and thinking about how they can help us. So we really appreciate what they do for us and what they really are struggling with. And um, okay, as a Koreans, they, first of all, they, they love music. I think they are crazy about music. That's mm -hmm. why they are really investing a lot of resources into music industry. And the reason why they are trying to connect with the U.S. industries, of course, 
the U.S. is one of the, I mean, the biggest music industry in the world. And the COCA presumes there are more opportunities and more things to learn for the startups like us. So, so as we grow, we create more jobs in Korea and generate revenue from the overseas. And that will help the Korean music industry again. That, okay, so probably that's, that's, the, that's, that's the top thing that they are um, you know, interested in it. And basically, we in Korea, Koreans, they, they, we don't have like a materials like oil to export. So we probably have to focus on those software. software. And the music is one of the things that the Koreans do well. So that's probably why they're... <laughs> that's really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. So you came to Music Tectonics. You gathered some insights about some of the other competing factors, at least here in the US, in terms of music competing with gaming and social and short-form video. You got to make some direct connections with some of the uh, companies that you were hoping to talk to. Now, going forward uh, in the future, what else are you hoping to get from the United States market? I want to meet uh, our future prosumer playlist creators in the U.S. And I think they will happen next year because um, I, I believe, in, of course, in the U.S., you guys listen to music through those playlists on YouTube as well. And probably there are more, a lot of companies and a lot of uh, individual playlist creators in the U.S., probably more, much more, many more than um, the, in the Korean market. So I'm really looking to meet those people in person and sign a contract. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Good. Yeah, you're just uh, breaking into the market one step at a time here. Uh, super cool. Well, before we leave, it's great to catch up with you, Jay. I'm really excited. We got a chance to spend some time after the conference talking, and it's such great feedback to hear what you got out of it and, and what you're doing with Labely. But uh, are there any shout-outs you could make? Are there other music tech companies in South Korea that our listeners should know about in case they didn't get to meet them at Tectonics or they didn't get to come over to the conference? There are two huge companies lately people talk about most. It's uh, called, I'm not sure if you ever heard of them. It's a Music Cow and Beyond the Music. They are, the Music Cow is the service where um, the rights of music is trading just like uh, the stocks of a company on Nasdaq. And uh, Beyond the Music owns a lot of uh, music copyrights and generates a huge amount of royalties every month, every year. So both are unicorn companies, and they re recently got an investment about uh, $80 billion wow. in, in Korea itself. So it, it, it happens for the last year, two years. So they are really rising music tech companies in Korea. Yeah, it's really cool to hear about uh, some of the success stories that are happening there. Um, I think there's so much more opportunity, uh, both between Korea and the United States, but also globally as well. So I think as we have more opportunities for people to come to Music Tectonics or to hear the podcast, I'm really excited about connecting people like you in the US and vice versa as well. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, Jay. Um, and thank you so much for coming to Music Tectonics. I'm glad you had a great experience. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's Jay Kwan, CEO of Labely, L-A-E-E-B-L-Y. Thanks for listening to Music Tectonics. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We have new episodes for you every week. 
Did you know? You can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com. While you're there, look for the latest about our annual conference, sign up for our newsletter to get updates, or get the Music Tectonics app for music tech news. Everything we do explores seismic shifts that shake up music and technology, the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and find me, Dimitri Vitsa, if you can spell it, on LinkedIn. Bye-bye! You're listening to Music Tectonics.